Hello and welcome to the Sneaky Art Podcast. I'm your host, Nishant Jain. This is a very busy month for me and within it a very busy last couple of weeks. So I could not prepare the episode I had planned to release. Instead, I'm sharing another sampling of the content that I make for my paid subscribers, the Sneaky Art Insiders who support this show. It's a little idea I shared with them just a few weeks ago and I think you will find it useful too. If you like it and would like to hear more of these, join the Sneaky Art Insider Club using the link in the episode description. Hello, insiders. Today's episode is sparked by two comments, but with ideas that I have carried with me a very long time, maybe ever since I could read and draw and write. First, the original idea from childhood. When I was very young, my favorite author, one of my favorite authors, was Roald Dahl. For a long time, it wasn't even the stories that he specifically wrote for children. I did not read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Matilda or Fantastic Mr. Fox until many years after I read his autobiography. The first, and for a long time the only book I read by Roald Dahl was called Boy, Tales of Childhood. Inside it, he shared his childhood in boarding schools, his relations with his family and extended family, and every few pages there were these illustrations that I fell in love with. To begin, a sketch of him in schoolboy uniform right on the cover of the book, then the sweets that he would buy at a nearby store, and the scary woman who ran the place. Later, the blackboard, with a teacher explaining a really interesting concept, another teacher as he grew up, and the cane with which he disciplined, quote-unquote, disciplined his students, the box of goodies that he would get from home while he was in boarding school and that he would hide in his tuck box. My young mind did not realize at the time that there was an illustrator involved behind this. I did not know who Sir Quentin Blake was. I thought Roald Dahl did both things, and I thought that if I want to tell stories, I also need to be able to do both things. Back to the present. A reader recently saw some drawings I shared and commented, I wish I could draw like that. Alas, I was blessed with only words. My reply to him, a little tongue-in-cheek, but I really mean it, was this. Words are just lines in other shapes. Because here's what I believe. Writing and drawing are literally the same thing. In both cases, we use lines and combinations of lines, that is, shapes in the form of alphabets, and combinations of those shapes, that is, words and sentences, to communicate meaning. I teach this in my workshops as well. If you can write by hand, you can also draw. Both are just lines and shapes given form and meaning. I got some excellent feedback from my most recent workshop. Dozens of participants got back to tell me what they liked about it. Specifically though, Marion Nixon said this. I loved the workshop. 
Forever and ever I've thought I need to draw people the way others do and I've failed in my head anyway. You finally got the message through. I can draw people the way I've always done my other art, in whatever way I want. Your tips and instructions help me find a path to my own style. I really empathize with that struggle. I've faced it. I have dealt with it for several years myself. It is a common struggle. In some ways, I've defeated it, I think, completely. And if not, at least I think I have understood its nature. And that is what I want to give you in this episode. Writing and drawing are the same thing, but writing in your own voice is extremely difficult. We spend years and years trying to not write like other people and to use our own words. On the other hand, it is exceptionally easy to draw like yourself. But we spend years and years trying to make art like other people. Why is that? A crucial lesson of my workshops is to draw your own lines. Like your heartbeat, like your handwriting, something you have that is just yours. To not call it a mistake and therefore to not try to erase it. Because what you are erasing is not a bad line or a mistake. What you are erasing is character and personality. My favorite musician Miles Davis said this and I quote, Once is a mistake. Twice is an idea. Three times is style. So mistakes are at the root of what gets called style. My style, that people now recognize me for, is an accumulation of ideas that arose from what could be described as my mistakes. My idiosyncrasies, my temperament, my choice of tools, my choice of tools that I did not want to use, the little time I set myself to make my drawings, my inclinations and my disinclinations. The job of the writer and the job of the artist is this, to stay tapped into your so-called mistakes, to stay with them long enough that they turn into style. I promise you, it can be done.